Don't start a podcast, create a money making show. Oh, if you think you got the mindset and skill set, then three, two, one, go. Call in all entrepreneurs. If you wanna make more money, build your network and elevate your status. If making money from your show is one of your goals, let Tim Holloway teach you how to make it happen. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Money Making Show. I am Tim Holloway, uh, your host, and I'm glad to be back at you again. Man, so the, the next guest, I was super, super excited, man. I keep on seeing uh, his stuff coming across Facebook, and I was like, shot in the dark. I, I sent uh, eight uh, messages to eight different people that I really wanted to connect with, and four of them responded, and I just... Uh, Thank uh, Corey for taking the time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Corey, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, so my name's Corey Long. Uh, I spent about 17 years in full-time ministry, uh, youth okay. and children's homework, college ministry, that sort of thing. And then we set out about nine-ish years ago um, trying to establish businesses that would allow us to do ministry without taking a paycheck. Okay. That was kind of the whole purpose behind it. So we started a bunch of different businesses. We own we own a lot of different businesses now, some brick and mortar, some digital, some some all over the place. But everything that we do centers around kingdom building. Um, that's who we surrounded ourselves with. That's who we've hired. That's that's the students that I have and our trainings like they're all kingdom minded uh, people. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. who I am and what I do in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, immediately I'm curious of, um, you know, I've. Uh, been in the ministry before too and i'm kind of in the ministry now i'm just seems like in sure. the wilderness type ministry but uh um so what was the first like launch into this uh idea of creating uh like a side business and what was it like yeah yeah we so i tried a lot of things i think a lot uh -huh. of ministers try a lot of things right yes uh, Back when my wife has uh, multiple sclerosis, so through the years of ministry work, we were also dealing with health issues and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, I've done insurance, I've tried MLMs, I've done Amazon products, I've done affiliate marketing, I've tried all of those things uh, through the years. And then about nine years ago, uh, we were working at a children's home. I ran uh, an all-girls children's home in Wichita for about two and a half years or so called Carpenter Place. And then we moved to another children's home in Colorado to, to help them launch a thrift store. At some point, our daughter was, she was probably a junior at that point. At some point, my wife and I looked at each other and we were like, we got to do something different. Like, we're never going to be able to retire. <laughs> we're, we're never going to be able to do some of the things that we want to do, that sort of thing. And so um, we were broke. We were we were broke, 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 <laughs> broke. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we couldn't pay for a truck to move back. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't pay for like, we, we were broke, broke. And so, okay. um, I had approached my family, my family's owned a, a safety supply type business for, for years and years and years. And I said, Hey, um, would you guys help me establish one? We moved to the Dallas Fort Worth area, started in that initially thinking that, Hey, uh, this is something I know, something I know how to do. And then about three months, four months into that, uh, this, <laughs> I was knocking doors. I was doing everything to build the business. And at some point I thought, man, there's gotta be a smarter way to do this. Um, and that's when we kind of got involved in the online stuff, trying to figure out how do we sell what I'm doing online? That was our initial kind of 
getting into the whole thing. And then, um, and then it just kind of took off. We started doing um, SEO and lead generation and website builds and all that kind of okay. stuff for people. Okay. Um, and then that, nice. that kind of kept going until 2015 when the oil field crashed, which was most of my safety business. And I was like, man, I'm not going to rebuild that. It'd taken a year to get it to where it was. We were doing about 35, 40K a month total gross uh, mm -hmm. in the safety business. Um, you know, and profit margins are not great. Yeah. And yeah. so we were like, let's just go all in on the internet stuff and see what happens. And so we started, I set a goal for myself to do 10K in 30 days. I had, I had never made 10K in, <laughs> a month in my life. Um, yeah, the most I think I'd ever made. I look back, the most I ever made in any job was like the $50,000 I got paid as the CEO of Carpenter Place. Um, yeah, yeah. And so we set that goal. Um, I did it in 37 days. And I was like, once once that happened, it kind of triggered that I can actually do this. Um, and then we did 15 the next month and 20 the next wow. month, and it just kind of kept growing. But uh, that's, that's so when we cool. incorporated, that's when we hired employees. That's like, well, that's when it really became what I would call a true business. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a wild ride, man. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. since then we've opened a bunch of other businesses, so it's, it just gets wilder. Man, that is so neat. That's so neat. I, uh, um, you know, a lot of people think that you have to have it like all figured out and you just oh. kind of just shared the journey of, well, I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna try this and I'll try this. And, um, you know, that was my experience too. You know, I was working in construction and then residential like therapy, uh, for at risk youth and stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of like were, the children's homework. Yeah. Yeah. Those were my two main careers, um, for yeah. a span of 10 years. But, um, I was always trying something on the side. The first thing was, um, stun guns. Um, and that was kind of like an MLM, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm gonna sell self-defense products, you know? That's and, right. That's right. Uh, it was cool. Uh, you know, it, it, it failed miserably at the end, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I landed in uh, furniture, uh, which was really, really neat because we found out the factory was in San Bernardino, California, where we, uh, nice. it was only a 30 minute drive, you know, so we can save all of this money. And so, gosh, it just started taking off and it was a really neat experience. But yeah, so trying different things, not giving up. So my question is, as regards to that, because I'm sure you see people give up like all the time or they try one thing and it doesn't work. And it's like, well, I guess you know, God didn't see fit to bless me or something <laughs> like how, how do they persevere and not give up? <laughs> you know, I think really one of the things that uh, we've seen over the years, because I've taught thousands of people how to do the Internet marketing now. So okay. once okay. we started to have success, uh, we landed a within two years in, we landed a forty five thousand dollar month client and we went wow. to 80, That's 90, great. you know, 100K a month. And, um, and then we lost them about two years after that. So that hurt, especially after we had built this big, huge business. But I, at some point it got to the point where I looked at it and said, this isn't the business I want. We really wanted to be able to do ministry. We were still doing ministry. We were working with college kids and doing all kinds of things, but we weren't doing ministry in the way we wanted. So hmm. I think with the perseverance thing, it's, um, I've got about 1,700 students around the world now, and most of them are ministry-minded, mission-minded. Some of them are in the mission field. Some of them are church planners. Some of them are just pastors, preachers, worship ministers, church uh, secretaries, um, nonprofit starters and owners and runners, right? Um, it could yeah. be anything, right? And so 
I think what I see most of the time with uh, students is they dabble. I was a dabbler. Yeah, um, yeah. So, right. I got into the MLM. I got into the internet marketing. I got into this. I got in, and, it, and it was all dabbling. And at some point I, I had to get serious and treat it like a business. And most of us treat these side hustles, um, whatever they may be, that we treat them as if they're, um, well, I, I'm going to give it just enough effort so that if it fails, I, it's not on me. Right. I didn't yeah. fail. Mm -hmm. it, it, it must be the training's fault or it must be the trainer's fault or it must be. So we have students doing hundred K a month with the same exact training that the other student says, well, this doesn't work. Right. Yes. It, that is so it's, true. Well, that's just a part of it. Right. Because yeah. you've got one guy that said, I'm not going to dabble and I'm going to go make a difference and I'm going to make a change in my life. And the other guy goes, well, I'm going to put a just enough effort in that if I don't actually have success, then it's not my fault. Right. And so <laughs> it's interesting to watch because now after thousands of students through the last nine years, I mean, we traveled. Um, I don't know if you know this. We traveled full time in RV for the last four and a half plus years. We I think I've seen now, that on some of the, the videos yeah, you were doing. Yeah. We just now settled back down into a home uh, in Lubbock, Texas. And the reason we did is health reasons. And also we were starting another business. Um, we've started many other businesses since then, but uh, we were starting another business and, and we knew that we needed to probably be stable and somewhere to, to be able to do that. If we dabbled in that other business, when we started, we started with, we started with no knowledge, no experience, no anything. Um, I brought two of my high school buddies in that were actually in my training program. And I said, Hey, would you guys be interested in starting this kind of company? Uh, and it's actually epoxy flooring. And I said, you know, Hey, would you guys be interested in starting this? I, I, I can help do the CFO part, the CMO part, but I can't go do floors. I can't do that. One of them said, I'll do all the floors. I'll learn it, blah, 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 blah. The other one said, um, I've got to retire from the Navy first. <laughs> so, so it's literally two high school buddies I've known pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. But we've, we've real, literally established a seven figure epoxy company in about a year and a half yeah. because we didn't dabble. We, yeah. we just said, we're going to so go do good. it and we're going to just, go for it and it's going to be hard and we've had late nights and we've had long weekends and we've had epoxy floors that got messed up and we had to give money back and we've had epoxy floors that we did in like camps and and uh, we just did one at a um at like a, a food room a food bank um that we gave a huge discount to because we wanted to give back um so it's given us the ability to uh grow a, another business go all in and, and it's it's stress, right? I mean, some people aren't cut out to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so you've got to be able to push through those moments when you doubt yourself, you doubt everything that's going on and go, God's got me. The program or training or whatever I'm a part of works because I've seen it work. Um, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students come through the years that have had huge success. Um, and so we know it works. Like, what's the difference? And it's yeah, always, yeah. right? Somebody has to be able to to, to treat it like a business. Would, I guess one of the best questions you can ask is, would you hire you? <laughs> because That's a lot so of times, good. right, people yeah. start these businesses and they get all excited about it and all of that. And then they, they put very little effort into the stuff that really matters. Um, they do a whole lot of feel good stuff. They'll get on Facebook and ask questions and maybe go through a little bit of the training and They'll do those things, but they don't take it seriously. They they would never hire themselves to do the job that they're trying to do uh, because they, they would have fired themselves. 
they would have yeah. gone, oh man, that guy's or that gal's not doing their job, right? And they would have fired themselves. So it's always a great question to ask yourself if you look at your your business and you're like, man, I'm not where I want to be. Well, would I have hired me to do this business? Because, right, right. Because if I'm not doing a good job, what is it that's keeping me from getting a, doing a good job? Like, yeah, am I not serious? Do I not have the knowledge? Do I have the? Am I in the wrong space? You know, what yeah. what is it that's causing me to struggle? Man, you hit on some some really good stuff. So, you know, six years ago we went into the the podcast management marketing space, and uh, we did very well for for quite some time, uh, based upon referrals. And I I never. I never learned how to sell and I never learned how to close. And so when kind of the, the referral system dried up, it took years to dry up, yeah. you know, but it will eventually, it will, it will eventually. I, <laughs> I found this to be true and you yeah. know, it's, it was a God thing in the sense of, all right, Tim, like you're running away from these skills that you have to learn sure. to do a good business, you know, and, uh, man, I felt like I wasn't cut out for it like sure. many times in the limiting beliefs of Me I'm too. not a salesman, I'm not a marketer, <laughs> like all this stuff comes up, yeah. you know. Uh it's it's tough. Like I put my application in twice. I thought, you know, I thought it was pretty much over and I'm it's just, you know, anyways, but uh yeah, hard well, road. It's not for everybody. <laughs> no, and what you and I have learned is is the skill set. Like what I teach in my training programs and we have many now, um, like we have a new a mindset course that, and, and the reason we started the mindset course is here's what I've learned is I can teach somebody how to do the skills all day long. Like I can teach you how to rank online. I can teach you how to get leads. I can teach you how to set up a GBP. I can teach you how to do Facebook ads. I can teach you all that good stuff. And all of those things can make you money. Mm -hmm. But when you have this, yeah, right? That's causing issues, limiting you. Like when I, when I set out to do 10 K in 30 days, I never made 10 K. I didn't even think I could do it. Right. Like the only reason that I did it is because I had to do it. Like I didn't have any choice. We had to pay our bills. Yeah. And at that point it was either make the money and pay the bills or have to look at my wife again and go, honey, I'm sorry. I, I, oh, man. I didn't get it done. Right. And yeah. so, you know, we, we need a strong why. And then at some point we've got to realize that the, the skill set is only about 10, 20% of the equation. Yeah. The other 80, 90% is mindset. Mm -hmm. And so when we get our mindset right, it doesn't matter what the widget is. The, the widget can be anything. Keith Cunningham is a great guy. If people are trying to learn about business and trying to learn like some of those skills, like skill up in their financials and skill up in the way you should think about your business and all that. Keith is one of those guys that just kind of simplifies things really well. And he'll say, he'll tell you, he's like, Look, the, the widget doesn't matter. I can show you, it doesn't matter even what you choose. Bubblegum. I can show you somebody that's made millions and millions and millions of dollars in bubblegum. And I can show you somebody that's completely bankrupted themselves in bubblegum. Yes. Right? The widget does yes. not matter. Yes. Yes. The widget, like it doesn't matter, man. Pick something. Take it seriously. Don't dabble. Go all in and, and start working on this. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, is all through scripture. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. It's yeah, all through scripture. We yeah. just don't talk about it that way. We don't talk about it that, you know, in that frame of mind. Yeah, but there yeah. were so many successful people in scripture that had amazing, like, it does, it, whether you pick Paul or whether you pick one of the other, even Barnabas. Barnabas was a wealthy dude. Yeah. Like we, we don't ever talk about these things. We don't talk about yeah. the women that traveled with Jesus that actually supported the ministry that were wealthy. 
Like we don't talk about those kinds of things because that's not what we talk about in our sermons or whatever. But when you look at, when you look at scripture, you look at somebody like Paul who not only supported himself, by the way, with his tent making, he supported, it says he supported his whole community. Yeah. All of those people that traveled with him and who knows how many that were. Yeah. Um, when he did all of that and you start looking at all of that, it, it gets very clear very quickly that he had a mindset of, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm glad you in. bring that up because like, I don't know if like people just refuse to see it or believe it, but you know, I've, I've done the math of like, okay, if there's six people in his uh, community that he's taking care of while he's trained, if there was just six, and I think there just was a six. lot more, but if there was I think just there was a six, lot more too. <laughs> yeah. So he would have to have in today's terms be at least making, you know, 400 K a year. Um, but he probably had 12. So he was probably in our day in terms, he was pulling over a million, no doubt to be able to support and fund all of those people. You know, <laughs> I just don't think people realize like tent making wasn't just, I think we, we think of it and we think, well, it must've been a, just a little side hustle that made an extra 20 bucks or whatever. People don't realize that was big money. Big money. Um, yeah. You know, I, even the people that he would go see um, that, that he learned from, you know, that they were successful. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila, like Aquila, you, yep. when you mm-hmm. start, yeah. When you start looking at really what was going on with Paul and what he did for his community, how he supported his ministry, what all he did while he was doing it. I mean, that guy, it, not only was he great at, at what he did in preaching and bringing people to Christ, but he did it in the workplace. Yeah. He did it as an entrepreneur. Mm, that's so he good. did it out in the community. He didn't, he like, you'd think about like what you and I do, especially what we do when we work with a small business owner and help them. A lot of times I'm the only person in their life. And this has happened from the very beginning when we started I'm the only person in their life that they know that has been in ministry or has any ties to ministry and so they'll call me and they're like, hey, this is going on in my life. And this is somebody that we're doing business with, yeah. like that I'm helping with their website or their business or whatever. And they're calling me, telling me about their divorce or their problems with their kid or yeah. how this happened or that yeah. happened. And and it's because I'm the only person in their world, in their sphere that goes, you know, has a relationship with God and has a relationship with them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just like Paul, he was in the marketplace like you can't, I, we never talk about this, but how right. many people did he convert in the marketplace from his tent making? How many suppliers, vendors, people did he talk to every day that he had to get cloth and thread and other things from? And then the people that he did work for that knew who he was, wasn't yeah. like people didn't know who he was. He was very well known. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much depth there. We're, that we never talk we're, about. we're so... <laughs> Uh, we're so missing that mindset. Um, you yeah. know, I get I get a little flack sometimes with, you know, why you why are you talking to that person or why are you in with that? You know, I'm involved in all kinds of different masterminds and groups and stuff, and it's like that if they know what I'm about. Like if they don't like me, then they don't have to talk to me. They know what I'm about. <laughs> like, yeah. and so I just, yeah. it's like whatever. But you know, hearing you talk, uh, the question that comes to mind is what do we need to get to this entrepreneur spirit? Because, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get it growing up. I I honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I got it, but I can tell you that the church didn't give it to me. 
um, because, you know, we were just involved in these small little uh, holiness movements that were like holy huddle syndrome where it's like, sure. you know, um, so <laughs> I, I feel like it's rising. I feel like the people of God are sure. getting more kingdom minded and getting more success, but I still feel the echo of Jesus words. Like the people of the world are altogether wiser than the children of light. And I feel like that shouldn't be the case. Well, if you uh, look at the parable of the shrewd manager, that's yeah. one of those parables we don't ever preach about. Yeah. Let's but, talk about, talk about it. A yeah. Little bit. It's yeah. one of those parables that it, you know, it comes out and basically said, and by the way, we're, Right now, I'm in the middle of writing a book about how we see money and how God sees money and how we should see, like, because we have these weird money views and we've heard yes. weird, yeah. like, mis misconceptions and, and, and people have these weird myths about what money, it's just an object, man, it's just a thing. Um, it's just a tool. The business is just a tool. And by the way, I don't own my businesses. Like, these are these are God's businesses. Like, he... He can do whatever he wants to with it. He wants yeah, to shut it down. Great. If he wants to do something with it. Great. But when you look at the parable of the street manager, like you, it literally talks about how people of this world know how to use money to create relationship, to create yeah, like yeah. all of those things. Right. And, and we should, we should do the same. Like it literally talks about that. It, we don't ever talk about that parable. It's one of those that we just kind of, we just kind of run past because it's not an easy parable to discuss because it's different. Yeah. It's different. The characters are different. Um, God is not the manager in that parable. Usually he's the one that, you know, he's the father, or he's the whatever. And that's not the case in that parable. And so when we start talking about um, really where we need to be and what we need to do, and especially when it comes to money, man, if we don't get the money beliefs figured out, uh, we're going to struggle whether we're an employee or an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter yeah. because we're going to misuse money. We're going to blame money. We're going to we're going to take actions that don't need to be taken because of money. Um, and when money gets involved, things get, things get weird. Like people yeah. get, people get, there's a reason why 85% of partnerships fail. Like people get weird once money gets involved. And so yeah. um, if we don't get those belief systems and entrepreneurship is one of those things that I was very fortunate. My dad, he was an employee most of his life. And then when I was about seven, he bought a, a family business. And so from seven on, I saw what his idea of entrepreneurship with, is, which, by the way, I, entrepreneurship can look all kinds of different ways, right? Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to look any particular way. Like you and I have very different businesses, mm -hmm. um, even though we're still both entrepreneurs and we're kingdom minded, like right, right. We have very different businesses in the way we do things. You know, my dad's business, we he worked. He worked day and night like he he worked his tail end off he had never owned a business he had never done any of that kind of stuff and you know i grew up in that i grew up running the front desk and i grew up sweeping the floors and cleaning the bathrooms and doing taking out the trash and helping dad with whatever counting the change at the end of the day you know for the register and stuff so i kind of grew up around that world so I, I probably had a little bit of a head start in the in the entrepreneurship kind of mindset but you know nowadays um, we, we are probably in the best time ever in the history of the world to start a business. Right. And there's more opportunity, more money, more everything today than there ever has been. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this. I do a monthly call where I take a set of scripture and I break it down and we look at it from a entrepreneurial or a business mindset. Not from personal, not from family and all that. Now it all ties back in because to me, it, 
none of it's separated, right? We should be the same person in our business that we are in our family, that we are at church, that we are at that ball game on Friday night, right? And so when you look at, when you really start looking at it all and you really start digging into it, I'll take those scriptures, we start pulling them apart. And then we start going, okay, what does scripture really say about us as far as our career, our job, our our workplace? What what should we be like? What should our attitudes be? How should we how should we actually perform at our workplace? Um, and we start looking at entrepreneurship. Not everybody, like we talked about, not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur. Right. right. But man, I I am at that place in my life where I want to bring as many people along with me as I can. Yeah. I have twenty something year olds in my program that are doing mid six figures a year running businesses because yeah. they got involved in the program, did a little mentoring with them. And now all of a sudden I got one kid that's 26 that I just met a few years ago through young life. He was in our young life group, come out to our house, eating s'mores, you know, and doing Bible study and uh-huh. whatever. And one day he looks at me and he goes, how do you always have all the time to do this? And you guys pour all this money into us. And cause he knew like he, he was a smart enough kid that he was going something, something's different. Right. right? And before long, join, join, got started, built that. Then he built two or three other businesses. Kid will probably do four or 5 million this year in total gross revenue. 26, 27 years old. That's amazing. Right. That's so neat. I think, uh, you know, we get away from the idea of, well, first of all, money, the love of money being the root of all evil, but the money, you know, transferring over to money, but then not seeing, you know, how much um, you could buy better food, <laughs> the stress you could sleep better at night. <laughs> you can, uh, you could do my a, wife, a, you could give. My wife, yeah, my wife probably wouldn't be walking right now if we didn't have the success we've had because of yeah. MS. I couldn't have paid for the treatments. There you go. There's there's another example. So you I mean, know, as far as it. as far as like. Um, you know, faith in Christ and, and getting your, you know, spiritually alive and activated and, and getting, uh, you know, a character and core values after that, I, I feel like, um, money's right there with it because it, it, it produces a sense of freedom that you won't have. And there's really no, um, there's no glory in it. There's no glory in poverty, <laughs> you know, and it's like, man, we're, we're called to, you know, do all of these things and, and help all of these people. And it's impossible because most people got a beam in their eye and they got, they're overloaded with their own problems and they can't even see clearly to help anybody do anything. You know, it's a, we can have just as much pride about being broke. Like, I don't know about you. I used to wear the, I'm a broke youth minister badge. <laughs> I did. I'm just being yeah. completely honest. Yeah. Like, I wore the badge, man. Look at me. I'm the poor youth minister family. Mm-hmm. You know, woe is me kind of thing. There's just as much pride and all of that in that. There is. As there yeah. is on the other side of that. If you have a whole lot of money, yeah. it doesn't like pride is pride is pride. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. broke or you're rich. It doesn't. It, it, it just it's just there. Right. Yeah. And so we have to decide and money magnifies. Money magnifies who we are. So if we're greedy when we're broke. We're going to even be more greedy when we're wealthy. Yeah, it just, yeah, it'll just true. work that way. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to, man, we've been able to bless people and do things and give and in ways we would have never dreamed. Never. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been such a neat blessing. And I, I, my idea of all of that just keeps growing. How much more can I do? 
how much more can I help other people to be able to take that and then do other places? I was just talking to a guy earlier. He wants to build a school for kids in Pakistan. He's in my program. He's like, I need to get my business big enough to where I can just fund it. And I'm like, let's go. What can yeah. I help with? Like, how can yeah. I help you to build a school in Pakistan for little kids that are orphaned on the streets? Let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't. <laughs> you know, what's crazy too is um, you almost, I've recognized it in my own life. You almost have to, to do that because, you know, in the online world, it's like asking for donations. Oh yeah. It just, you want to hear crickets, like start yeah. a nonprofit and have it be online and ask for donations yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> like yeah, nothing. <laughs> so. Yeah. People, you know, I did fundraising with children's homes for years yeah. and people don't realize how hard it is it's to hard. ask for money. Yeah. And you know, what you learn really quickly is I've been on both sides of that fence. I've been on the side where I was asking for money and I was flat broke. And now I've been on the other side where I get asked for money all the time. And I have to be very picky about who and what and where I give my funds. And there has yeah. to be a vision or I'm not giving like there, there needs to be something there that draws me into whatever the opportunity is, uh, because that's resources that I've worked for. I've got all these other families that I'm feeding in our, our organization. We have multiple businesses with, I don't know, we, I don't even know how many employees total we have anymore. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you got to decide, like, where am I going to where am I going to put my resources? It becomes a different problem. And a lot of people don't realize that they only see that. Well, Corey's got money. He should be able to let me into his program or he should be able to help me do this. Or I could ask for money every week. Somebody yeah. reaches out every single week and asks for money from me. And so it's, it's a different problem to kind of deal with. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet that would. uh be a whole different level of problems. Lots of prayers for wisdom, man. <laughs> Lots of prayers for wisdom. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Man, uh, I appreciate so much for your time. Uh, if you yeah. go ahead and uh, tell the audience, um, you talked to me about a free gift that you want to give. I'm yeah. Go ahead and put that in the description also, uh, so it's easy to to get. But uh, where they can find you and talk about that free gift for a second. Yeah, so we I wrote a book a couple of years ago. Um, kind of what started all this is once we got training, once people saw, saw that I was having success and we were doing this, people were like, can you teach me how to do this? And that's kind of what started our training program four years ago. Um, and they wanted to be around a Christian environment, people that were mm -hmm. kingdom minded. Um, man, a lot of the groups out there, as you know, the language is rough, the mm -hmm. subjects oh, rough, yeah. the topics are rough. Like, that's just not us. That's not who we are. We're very, we're a very different group of people. And so um, we, we set out to do that. One of the things is I wrote a, a simple book. It's not real long um, that you could probably read in one evening. Uh, and it's called uh, the URL is actually DSF book it stands for digital storefronts book DSFbook.com. Uh, we'll give it to you. We'll send you a paperback copy just because you're listening to the podcast today. And hopefully nice. it'll help you to see kind of where our journey was and kind of how we got to where we are again to me it's it the widget doesn't matter you can join what i do you can do podcasts like tim it doesn't it does not matter the widget doesn't matter just pick something and go do it and yeah. don't dabble right and so that hopefully that book will help some people to see kind of how our journey has gone 
and it hadn't all been easy. Man, there's been times, like you said, that I wanted to throw the laptop out the window and <laughs> go, man, let me go dig a ditch or do something yeah, else. Man, yeah. this is because it's it's hard. I mean, it's yeah. it's a business. You're starting a business. You're growing a business. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's free for any of your viewers. Uh, it's just something we we like to do and just to to give away to maybe help somebody. Maybe it'll awesome. spur something. And we have kids in our group that are making thousands a month up to retired folks in our group. So it doesn't matter the age group. Like it's just maybe it'll help somebody. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And where can they find you on uh, uh, social media? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, cause we have a whole lot of different things up okay. right now. Okay. Probably okay. the, the, yeah, probably the best thing to do if you're looking for me, um, online is just, you'll find me, you'll, you'll find, you'll find my Corey Wong, uh, Facebook page. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on pretty much everything. Awesome. Um, most of what I do revolves right now around the internet marketing. We're launching multiple other programs like I talked about. Um, and those other programs will be focused on other things like business finance, personal finance, other things that have to do with with how we view all of those things through kingdom eyes. Yeah. Um, because if we can get all of that correct, it makes everything else so much easier. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. the truth. Well, I, thank you so much, brother. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, this has been fun. Thank you for having me on. No problem. All right.